Our text is from our first reading for this evening from Exodus chapter 40, these words, For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. So our text, you may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as uh, we continue with our theme for this Advent season, Emmanuel, God with us, we heard in our first reading about the presence of God with the children of Israel throughout their journeys through the wilderness, a cloud enshrouding the tabernacle by day and a pillar of fire by night. Imagine that. Imagine that any time the children of Israel wondered if God were with them, all they needed to do was look at the tabernacle, day or night, and there see the presence of the Lord. Of course, Jesus had a similar situation for the three years they followed him during his public ministry. Was God with them? Well, yes, there in Jesus Christ, in his teaching, in his preaching, his miracles, and his transfiguration before Peter, James, and John. In Christ, God was with them. But that was, admittedly, so long ago, wasn't it? I mean, by the time even of the prophet Elijah, Seven centuries after Moses and the tabernacle, the glory of the Lord had long since departed from the temple in Jerusalem, and so it was a legitimate question at the time, really, as to whether or not the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Moses and the wilderness wanderings was still even with Israel. Remember what happened? Remember what happened when Elijah was taken to heaven in a whirlwind? Remember what Elisha did with the mantle that had fallen from Elijah? Elisha took that mantle, that robe, and coming to the Jordan River, struck it with the mantle and asks, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God of Elijah. Kind of sounds like us today, doesn't it? Or do we not at times find ourselves looking for the Lord God of Elijah? The God who accompanied the children of Israel visibly in a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. The God who dwelt among us, among the disciples, in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord. New movie, an Indian movie, that is a movie from India, is making its round at the international film festivals, a movie that explores the quest to find God there in India, the presence of God among the people. Entitled Dug Dug, which is the thumping sound made by a Royal Enfield motorcycle. Uh, the movie explores the religious beliefs of a region of India where a shrine, a temple, has been built around just such a Royal Enfield motorcycle. Run over by a truck 30 years ago, the motorcyclist being killed. 
But soon after the accident, he was thought, the motorcycle was thought to be a saint of some sort, his motorcycle an object of worship, and so a shrine was built around the motorcycle, and motorists routinely stopped there nowadays to pray, to pray before the motorcycle to the motorcyclist for safe motoring. We're not so crass, of course common among us in the United States is to look for God in our everyday lives for for unexplained beneficial happenings of some sort or another. If a number of such things happen to us, a compliment, a job offer, a financial windfall, good events that happen out of the blue, we think something divine has happened and what is more, we must be doing all right to be rewarded divinely in such a way. Of course, when a series of bad things happens, then it's easy for us to conclude the opposite, that God is out to get us. So how is it then, nowadays? How is it that we know where God is? Where the church, that is, the true Israel is? How is it we know where God is dwelling with his people? Well, the simple answer comes from the Lutheran Confessions where the church is identified by where the word of God is taught in its truth and purity and the sacraments are administered according to the commands of Christ. That's it. That's where the church is to be found. It's quite simple, really. But that's too common, you might respond. Common? 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 When I spent a bit of time in Albania, it wasn't common at all. Mosques there were there aplenty. Churches? Hard to find. A church, there, a common church where the word of God is taught in all its truth and purity and the sacraments administered according to the command of Christ. Such a church is not a common thing. But it's a miraculous thing when it comes right down to it. It's miraculous. For all the things found here to be found anywhere else, Sure, you can buy a Bible at Sam's Club or Barnes & Noble. But can you hear the Word of God preached to you there? You can hear a sermon preached to you on a radio or on your computer or smartphone. But can you receive the Lord's Supper that way? Here the argument is not for greater or more frequent church attendance, but it's simply to realize what it is we have. When we have access to a building regularly where the presence of God is assured through the right preaching of his word in the administration of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Lo, I'm with you always, is what our Savior said to us right before he ascended into heaven. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the close of the age. How is Christ with us? through his word, through his sacraments, 
Where through his word and sacraments that his presence is imparted to us through the Holy Spirit and faith in him. Why is it then? Why is it then we disregard, we dismiss, we even despise worship in which the word of God is preached and the sacraments are administered, thinking that it takes too much of our time. It's too challenging to comprehend. It's not even beneficial. And then, then, to add insult to injury, we spend countless hours on a couch binge-watching a show or playing a video game or thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours on a hobby to fill up our lives with something interesting. Or at least, so we think. Now here we're not alone. Disciples of Jesus, although having God with them, often disregarded uh, this fact and didn't really comprehend it fully. For them, until the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them, Jesus was a political leader who was going to issue in a new golden age of Israel. For the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The visible presence of God didn't prevent them from rebelling and rebelling and rebelling. Ten times is what the number that we find is in Numbers 14. It's to our shame that we do not continually grasp the wonder of the presence of God among us through his word, through our baptisms into Christ, through our reception of the body and blood of Christ sacramentally. Let us repent then for our callousness, our hardness of heart, our treating with disregard the great gifts that are laid before us weekly and instead rejoice that these signs of word and sacrament are still visible to us. Rejoice that through them we can live daily, our sins forgiven through faith in Christ. Rejoice that our consciences can be at peace so we can be joyful and patient and kind and good and gentle and have self-control. For at the end of the day, what do we have here in our congregation? Do we not have the glory of the Lord in the person of Jesus Christ who comes to us through his word and his spirit? Can we not be reminded of that every time we walk into the nave here and look and and see the pulpit? The pulpit from which the preaching of the gospel occurs. And the lectern from which the word of God is read to us. The baptismal font through which those baptized are washed, regenerated, and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The altar reminding us of the New Testament of Christ, his body, his blood given and shed for us for the forgiveness of sins. And over all these symbols here, these signs of the presence of God, what do we have but the cross? The cross there of Jesus Christ, which is itself the sign of his crucifixion for our justification before our Father in heaven. When taking all of this in, When taking this all in, we're reminded of the churches of old, right? The churches in which you would silently enter out of respect and awe for what occurred there. No, it was not a fear of the unknown, but it was a fear of respect for the known. Our Savior, God himself, in the person of his Son, given and shed for us for the remission of our sins, being proclaimed in this place. Overbearing the last few generations have thought. Intimidating, too formal, too stifling. Let us make 
this holy place in our own image and likeness with pictures of ourselves up on screens in rooms that look like movie theaters or dance venues or concert halls, a stage in the front for a band. Let's make this church not a place where the word of God is taught and its truth and purity and the sacraments are administered according to the command of Christ, assuring us of the presence of God here and in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls. Instead, let us assure ourselves in this place of our own presence. Let's celebrate us. Let's rejoice that we're together. Experiencing what we know and what we like about our lives in the here and now. I guess I'd rather have the presence of God or even the signs of his presence. For when I was a kid, my family used to camp in the middle of nowhere in the mountains of Wyoming. The Blue Coleman 10 by 18 tent. Our whole family at that time, my dad and mom, my two brothers and sister and I would all sleep on the floor of that tent. I don't ever remember... One time, being frightened. And I wasn't frightened because my parents were there. About 12 years later, I went backpacking with about 100 other 7th graders in the mountains of Colorado. And even though I was camping with 100 other children, we were in our own small tents with, by ourselves or one or two others. And being by myself, I didn't get a week of sleep. It didn't matter that my tent was pitched among so many others because I was alone. I was alone. Jesus is even now Emmanuel, God with us. We're not alone. We're not alone. And the signs that would point us to the fact are right before us here in this room. The altar, pulpit, lectern, the font, the cross. They are as certain as those of our text. The cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, assuring us that our Savior Jesus is with us even to the close of the age. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the canticle and we'll sing that all together.